0: Hi everyone, this is Prav, who is the CEO of Movement Fitness & Nutrition. We brought to you a new podcast called the Rights podcast where we're going to talk to disabled people or people with medical conditions and talk about their experiences being a disabled person in today's society and how they grow up to become an empowered and confident person within themselves. We talk to so many inspirational people so if you're inspired by some of these people please check them out. Also subscribe to us on YouTube because we upload a video version of this podcast Onto YouTube so this is amazing to have and also please subscribe to us on Apple podcasts and Spotify as well because we would love to talk to more inspirational people and if you have any suggestions of who could be in the show please comment them below and leave a review as well every Wednesday at 1 p.m. we'll be releasing these episodes so make sure you tune in today we have been he talks about his own experiences of autism and what autism is, and also seeing how autism has impacted his mental health. We had an amazing chat about each other's disabilities and spreading awareness about all kinds of disabilities. So this was such a fun episode. So if you want to become a guest on my show, if you have a disability or medical condition, make sure to go to our website www.movementfitnessandnutrition.co.uk and click on the Our Rights Podcast and fill in the form. So can't wait to see guys' applications. And also, let's just get on with the episode, guys. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hour Right Podcast. Today, we have Ben, who's going to talk about all about mental health and autism. So do you
1: want to introduce yourself in a bit with detail? Well, I'm a uh, Australian guy. Uh, despite appearing like a, a really boring straight white guy, uh, I have autism and I work in the entertainment industry. So uh, I do comedy and voiceovers and... Uh, host shows and do all sorts of stuff like that so um that keeps me out of trouble and then the other side to keep my brain active is the uh strategy and uh marketing and the business stuff that I do as well so with those two combined I tend to get enough uh diversity in my work day to enable me to not be stale if that makes sense
0: yeah that so thank you all for coming on to the show. I know we had some trouble with time zones, but we made it work, so that's good. So yeah, so um, do you want to tell me more about your experiences with autism, how you were growing up, and how you're feeling now, basically?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, autism, when I, when I was younger and uh, going through school, um, it didn't really have a name, but I just kind of knew that I was always different. And uh, I grew up in Country Queensland, so you know it wasn't like autism was a thing then. Whereas it's kind of flavour of the month now. Um, but you know it was it was lovely. There was lots of nature. There was lots of um, you know uh, alone time, which I think was very helpful for me, uh, or alone time in nature, which I think was very helpful for me. Looking back now. But, you know, it was, it was, um, there were some very stressful um, times when uh, I just simply couldn't process the social interactions. Because when you're young, you use a lot of that time to um, learn social skills. And when you're autistic, you have trouble recognizing facial cues and expressions. And, social cues and you know working with groups and things like that so school was very challenging from that point of view and during that time when everyone was kind of experimenting neurologically typical kids were kind of experimenting and learning things I was like whoa I've got no idea what anyone's doing so um so that was a bit of a challenge but uh I, I've only been diagnosed, or formally diagnosed with a like certificate and bit of papers, uh, for the last few years, uh, and informally diagnosed uh, a little bit before that. And I think the big thing for me was going, okay, well, it's got a name, so I know how to search for it. I know how to, you know, look for hacks on how I can mask better or or fit in with the neurologically typical world or the the normal world a little bit better. So, you know, I think, um, I think full circle, I think I wouldn't be as resilient now if I didn't know that it didn't have a name when I was younger. But then on the flip side, if I knew it had a name and I had more support, I probably would have dealt with it a bit. Better and be further ahead with learning facial cues and expressions and consciously doing all that stuff than what I am now. So, pros and cons. But we can't change. That's just Uh, how it is.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. But it can be challenging sometimes to go through something that maybe you didn't realise you had even. Like, for me, I was diagnosed with cerebral pulses. they actually diagnosed me at the age of three but i had it since birth so for oh. three years of my life i had no idea that i even had cerebral palsies but since being diagnosed it i've been trying to overcome that as much as i can mm. so yeah so for anyone out there do you want to explain what autism is because i know some people don't really understand what autism is yeah do you- no.
1: it's um it's really so autism's a spectrum uh so in in the dark ages they used to have um the oh, it's not the dark ages but ages ago they used to say oh it was asp- uh my kind of autism was asperger's and then they'd have high functioning low functioning which are terrible terms uh, but now it's kind of a larger, more all-encompassing uh, spectrum where there's a, a huge range a range of behaviours that are associated with it. And there's a little test that, that we can do online to work out where you sit. So I'm uh, a lot of it is to do with um, social stuff and social cues and recognising... Uh, what's happening socially? So, um, the 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 core, I would say, the core of of autism is is, is the social stuff. So, what neurologically typical people do is, uh, let's say you go into uh, or you have a conversation with a friend. Let's let's start with simple. Let's have you say you have a conversation with a friend like we are now. Uh, automatically. So, just intuitively, you're reading my face and my micro expressions and my tone and my language and my body language, and you're knitting all that together to sort of uh, get a picture of what I'm trying to or what you think I'm trying to say, and what you, th- and then you'll formulate a response based on that, and that's how we have a a face to face conversation. So. As an autistic person, I have to—I I can't read your micro expressions. I can't really understand some some of your feelings, uh, and I have—I have to do all that consciously, as opposed to unconsciously or intuitively. So it takes a lot of energy to be with people and to understand, and then even articulating my. Uh, my thoughts normally is pretty hard uh, because of my uh, hacked upbringing, consciously hacked by me. Uh, I made my special area of interest uh, communication because I knew that I had to find a way to get out of my own head and experience the world. Otherwise I'd never do anything else. Um, but then when we, when we talk about autism as well, we find a lot of autistic people have a special area of interest and that's something they hyper fixate on and something that they are uh if you if you ever know have met an autistic person they will tell you before anything it's like um uh the jokes about vegans you know uh, how do how do you know uh, the person you're talking to is a vegan well, It's because they've already told you four times <laughs> um it- not that that's a bad thing but anyway Um, autistic people are the same oh I really love trains so I'm going to tell you all about trains whether you like it or not because I can't read your face to see you bored
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: so you know that's cool Uh, and you know it it might be trains it could be whatever Um, and you know a lot of times autistic people really enjoy routines uh, but sometimes they need routines but also hate them at the same time so, there's all this complex brain stuff. And I think the easiest way to explain autism is that um, we're just wired differently. And each and every autistic person within the autistic spectrum is also wired differently. So, neurolog- neurologically, parts of our brain are just talking to other parts that, um, you know, uh, neurologically typical people, you know, don't have. Uh, most. Most neurological and neurologically typical people have, you know, relatively similar brains. So, part A talks to part B, perfect. Whereas for me, it does a detour via C, D, and E, and then sometimes comes around. So, look, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a challenge, but that's kind of how the autistic brain um, processes things, and that's partly my experience of autism and what autism is generally but I suppose the big takeaway is when you've met one autistic person, you've met one autistic person because they're all different. Uh, I'm really fortunate that I'm uh, by the old scale and it's a terrible term, high functioning. So I can mask really well uh, and I'm pretty good when I'm not tired and all the parts of my brain, I can consciously get to work together sometimes Sometimes you know, with with a little bit of help and a little bit of life, a bit of a life hack around, uh, I'm 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 pretty good. There's a lot of people out there who are on the autism spectrum. You know that will have um, tics, or they they'll have trouble with their speech, or um, they'll be uh, they get really stressed or hypersensitive. And I mean, I still get um, I still get hypersensitive. Uh, I just hide it better than most because I happen to be, you know, blessed by being a little smarter than the average bear. And I'm also I've also engineered my entire life around my autism. So you know, um, everyone's got their own coping mechanisms. Uh and I suppose it's the same as your cerebral palsy as well. Um
0: yeah, definitely, definitely like I understand like the whole concept of autism because um like I met some people who are autistic itself and like I, even after meeting you, it's like every person is unique in its own and that's a beauty of it. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, some people may get this trigger or they enjoy routines as like you said, or hate them or mm. Like anything like that, and go to different careers. Like you work in the entertainment industry. Everyone is so unique in their own ways. And that's the beauty of it all, like of autism as a whole, because you don't see your you don't see your disability as a as something as just a condition. You see it mm-hmm. as a good thing, which we need more in this world, to be honest. And yeah, like okay, so my next question for you is. How how did it affect your mental health? Because you say you wanted to talk a bit about mental health as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So um, the really fun thing about autism is when you go uh, when they go, oh, you know, I think I think you're autistic. You're on the autism spectrum, and you go, wow, that's tar. That's great, great. So. Uh, there's a couple of friends that go with autism, comorbidities, which is I prefer calling them friends because comorbidities is a bit rough. Um, and part of that is um, the trauma, uh, anxiety, and depression as well. So when I was younger and I wasn't aware of the autism stuff. I knew it was different, but I wasn't aware of the autism stuff. I would have anxiety and I would have depression. And I had a mindset um, that was, geez, I've just got to get better from this and then it'll be fine. I've just got to, you know, get better and it'll be fine. And then there was a really tough point. And, you know, look, it's still tough sometimes where you go, Oh, so this is going to kind of be around like forever and now I've just got to live with it and find ways to live with uh, autism, anxiety and depression together. Uh, And when I realized that I'd be living with depression and anxiety forever or no, it's actually it's not forever. It's, It's only for my lifetime. Um I realized that maybe I should go into comedy because I was just broken enough to do that. <laughs> but but yeah. yeah, I
0: probably relate to you. Like I also I suffer from depression, anxiety, and PTSD as well as pulse
1: Oh PTSD, that's a fun one, isn't it?
0: Fun one indeed, because that came around when I had my I had cancer two years ago as well. So that's
1: another one to put on the books as well. Yeah, wow. See, that's yeah. So yeah. That's my mental
0: health crippling there.
1: So I've got um, what have I got? I've got my 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 three. So two more, and I've got a fist of disabilities. But uh, you're already there. You're like I'm wow. already there. Yeah, that's impressive.
0: I have twenty as well.
1: Did they give you a? Does the NHS give you a badge or a sash or something uh, for that? No, see. No. You're right. I don't get anything for that in Australia. Either. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I think it's important for people to have goals, really.
0: Yeah, it's like a like a fist worth of disabilities, which is great. Yeah, or
1: tattoos, <laughs> Tattoos <laughs> on each finger. Yeah, tough. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, so like I understand where you're coming from, from like how mental health affects from like disabilities that you may suffer from, like like. My depression first started when I was 11 years old mm-hmm. and that came around and I was clinically diagnosed with depression and then it came with anxiety too because I used to feel um yeah so my anxiety came every time like I went into school or something like I had like anxiety attacks in there my PTSD came from my cancer diagnosis so like now every time I go to the hospital it stresses me out and makes me anxious and makes me have panic attacks in hospital yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Because it's tra- it's like post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. So yeah like
1: yeah, obviously
0: post-traumatic yeah. experience you experience something like cancer, for example, that's like a huge thing.
1: So you're gonna is and, and this is um, this is a really interesting thing. So I did a lot of work and how I'm I'm able to do a lot of the stuff uh, that I do now is I read a lot about um, uh, consciously rewiring the brain and looking at um, uh, associated pathways in the neurology of it. Uh, not as a, not as a doctor, as an expert, but I would read everything that I could to go, how can I alter or mass up yeah. my brain around the edges so that it's a little bit easier for me? And that was one of the really fascinating things and when we look at trauma, now I don't, I don't have a lived experience of PTSD. All I have is stuff that I've read, Yay. and I, um, I have mm-hmm. a. Uh, they they use that concept quite a bit with positive reinforcement, going, um, okay, the more you do things, the more or associate events with actions or places. The stronger that neuro pathway gets, and that's one of the really challenging things I've read with PTSD, is you need to go to hospital. You need to go to hospital. But if you have a bad experience at hospital, then hospital is constantly associated with something horrifically terrible. So you're, yeah. So physically, your body's, yeah, your body's going to gear up for holy crap! I'm going to hospital again. So it's got to be something terrible. Yeah, but and it's, it's like, like oh, not again.
0: That's why it feels like, like, yeah. like oh, not again, not again, not again. Yeah, I'm like and that
1: with shower time. time.
0: In my head all the time. And that's the sense of anxiety coming in as well. But, yeah, like mental health within disabilities is something that not a lot of people talk about. Yeah. Because mental health in general is getting more awareness. Like people are now talking about mental health, but I think – within people who suffer from a, any disability and medical condition is not really as talked about. Yeah. Do you, what is your opinion about that? Oh, look,
1: I, I totally agree. It's like when you're sitting in the, uh, and the, in the waiting room at the doctors and you can, you, there's someone, you know, crying who's depressed beside you. That's a, uh, stock standard. neurotypical normal person, uh, looking pretty depressed and you just look over and go first time. Hey, <laughs> yeah. But, it's look it's it's really hard um and i think what happens is and i look i uh, again all of this is anecdotal and we're joyously speaking very openly about both of our yeah. experiences which i love um and just trying to make sense of the world in which we live um i think that you know when we, when we look at or when people look at disabilities um, and they go, Oh, you've got autism, autism. I'm just going to stop now because, ah, oh, you're in the autism pigeonhole. Awesome. Good luck with that. Now I know don't really understand what it is, but that's your pigeonhole. Good for you. And then you go, Oh, Oh, hang on. There's, there's, there's some more things that are going to kind of help us get along and us. Talk instead depression anxiety yeah 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 that's fine that's fine you're in the autism box awesome so um, I feel like for a lot of neurological uh, neurologically typical people and all a lot of able-bodied people without disabilities they tend to go ah cool D- disabled box that's it done <laughs> okay I'm just going to stop there because that's that's a lot for me to take in.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely. Whenever I tell my story to people, they were like, So, like, I got this and this and this and this and this, and you're only 20. Yeah. And they were like, I can't keep track of it. Like, and then they always make me repeat over and over again, which I, I would love to explain to people if they forgot, but it's just like people keep forgetting because they can't keep track of what I actually have. And yeah, it sometimes it can be annoying sometimes when you go past past the street and because i limp when i walk so when past the street or something people say oh um how did you how did you hurt yourself basically and i'm like well let me
1: tell you that story
0: oh okay (laughs) let me okay go ahead
1: oh so um a lot of people and i I get this with autism too because i mask really well uh Mm -hmm. and then if i'm tired it's like a wall that crumbles the mask Mm -hmm. so i go my ears will slow down and you know how when you get to that stage sometimes you go uh sorry uh what what was that and then they start to start to repeat it and you go yep caught up now all good (laughs) Uh, so that'll that'll slow down and then i have mental loops that i go into because Mm -hmm. uh or i get get into a non-emotive logical loop Mm -hmm. and i find it that I go from um, seemingly normal to uh, severely disabled very qu- socially, very very quickly. So
0: yeah,
1: um, just like you're limping, people go, "Oh, what's wrong? You're really weird," or you know, how
0: did you have yourself?
1: Yeah, totally. It's the same thing. You go, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. So that's all. That's your autism. Ah. Oh, okay. I can you just be more normal because that's that's better.
0: Yeah. There's some that's better. Like- to walk good so can you try to walk good can you you can you treat it and i'm like
1: no i can't no, that's that's kind of how it is I'll and,
0: it and i would die with it
1: and i love when that when we talk about disability and we talk about um all disabilities including physical mm-hmm. disabilities and um, some of the unseen disabilities every time we talk to someone who is not disabled the key takeaways that they have are how does your disability affect me? Ooh. so yeah. if yeah, you're disabled, but if you can just look normal while you're with me, that'd be awesome. And oh,
0: yeah.
1: if like, you, if, like, you, if you just ahead. need the same stuff that I need while we're together, that'd be that'd be great. And then I can have a disabled oh. friend that's just like they're normal.
0: I completely agree with you because with me, it's like whenever I'm around like like people in general, they can and like if I if we're going on long walks or something, I sometimes have to take a wheelchair because I can't walk long distances. And they'd be like, "Can you just not take your wheelchair this time? Because it's go- and then it's going to be like really embarrassing for us." And I'm like, "Since wow. when? Wow. Since when is it embarrassing? I have to rely on it." I, or else I've got super tired and you always have to wait for me. You might as well just rather have a wheelchair than just wait for me when I'm walking. And that was when I was in primary school. Some kids were saying that. And it's crazy to think. Now I don't go in wheelchairs that much, I've improved, so I can walk for relatively long distances, but I am slow. But people understand that now. But yeah. before people were like, Oh, we don't want to see you, we don't want to be seen with a wheelchair person.
1: You know what I love about that is mm-hmm. uh society calls that cruel and, oh, yeah. and and impolite. But the one thing I love I love about those moments. Is they're just honest
0: so mm-hmm. as
1: we get older do those thoughts change or do we just not express them mm. you know that's- and i think that's that's the really interesting thing when we talk about disability is uh you know and i see i see this a lot doing comedy watching comedy and stuff like that there are some people uh and look i i, I love having a joke about all sorts of things including Uh, my autism some of the weird things that it just Mm -hmm. happens to do to my brain. Yeah. Um, But I find that why people laugh at things is directly related to what they're thinking that they can't say. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that as we get older, we learn to be superficially polite, which is disingenuous to what we're saying. I think I would rather... Oh, actually, do you know what? I don't know. I'd rather people express actually what they're thinking,
0: rather than like just
1: yeah, in a, a like kind, in a kind thing and things honest things way, way. But yeah,
0: tell me what you actually think, and don't just just be nice just because I'm a disability.
1: Yeah, because then I'll tell you what I think <laughs> based on yeah. what you think.
0: Definitely, <laughs> it's good to be honest with each other. That's for sure. So yeah, yeah so um, it's, we're gonna all
1: those, wrap- it's all those social rules. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. We're
0: just going to wrap up this podcast, actually. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Yeah, so um, I've got one last question for you. Yep. What advice would you give to anyone who approaches an autistic person and to, like, be with them, basically? What's your main advice?
1: Give them lots of money. Give them all your money. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not helpful at all. Uh, But it's great for the (laughs) autistic person. (laughs) Um, no, I think that, um, kindness and patience and just as we touched on before, it's okay to be honest and go, Hey, uh you, uh, you, you, I don't really understand what you're doing. What do you need? You know, uh, the light's too bright. Is it too noisy for you? Like, you know, what is it? And sometimes the hard thing is expressing what you need through words because, that's a really complex neurological pathway to go through, particularly when you're stressed or in an acute position. So, uh, be patient, get to know um, the autistic person, understand that uh, there are some, there can be some sensory issues. So, consent is really important. Some people don't like to be touched because that's a thing. Some people do like to be hugged when they're stressed. Um, some people you know, uh, I love my headphones and, you know, things uh-huh. like that so everyone's different, but a lot yeah. of it sense um, is around recognizing social cues and sensory stuff. So even though mm. things may look normal for you, it may not be. And there may be one key thing that is totally normal for you that is not okay for that person. So be patient, be kind, but a lot of that stuff is really great for everyone to get along together
0: yeah be consciously definitely.
1: kind be patient be kindly honest they're yeah all,
0: we'll yeah <laughs> so yeah thank you ben for coming on do you want do you want people to tell you where they can check you out
1: yeah everything is at bensorensen1.com all my socials are bensorensen1 because someone else took bensorensen
0: <laughs> i love that i love that. <laughs>
1: Presumably <laughs> another Ben Sorensen. But no, mm-hmm. it, Ben Sorensen won for everything. And, hey, thanks so much for creating this podcast in this space where... Oh,
0: no uh, worries. No It's a safe space
1: for everyone. Totally, totally. And I think that if we could take this podcast and kind of expand it out to the rest of the world, that would be fantastic because it wouldn't oh, be great if we you. could walk out the front door and it'd be a safe space for everyone. Oh,
0: definitely. It's a safe space. Like, you could just talk about whatever topic to deal with your disability or anything like that so that's the whole reason why i created it in the first place because i saw my own disability i'm like there should be many more disabilities out there to talk to people mm-hmm. and i love talking to people so it's a good way
1: yeah sure. and and i i love that i learned something from this as well from you which is wonderful mm-hmm. and, and- And I've also learnt about the shared experiences that different Mm -hmm. disabilities have.
0: And the mental health.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, So
0: thank you so much, Ben. And, yeah, so make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is obviously down below, like, comment, share, and subscribe. And also, if you're listening to this on a streaming platform, make sure to subscribe to us on our podcast platform spotify or any other streaming platform that you may be listening on so yeah so see you guys later bye okay you can stop recording thank you for watching today's episode it was really inspirational to talk to so many people who could encourage us on a daily basis? If you want to listen on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please make sure you subscribe to us on the Arrow rights Podcast, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Movement Fitness and Nutrition, where we post the video versions of these podcasts. So make sure you check that out as well. Also check out our social medias. We have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have LinkedIn, and now we have Spotify and Apple podcasts. So make sure you check them out too, and also subscribe to our newsletter on our website which is www.movementfitnessandnutrition.co.uk so you can keep up to date with all the latest news. Thank you for listening everyone and take care and I will see you in the next episode.